0: Have you tried music to code by yet? Well, why not? Here's a comment Joe left on the website. This is also great music to mow by. I like listening to music while doing yard work to help the monotony of it seem less tedious. This past summer, I started listening to these tracks while doing yard work, and they worked great. I could let the music play in the background without focusing on it, and it seemed to help me concentrate on getting through my tasks. Thanks, Joe. And, you know, now you can download the entire 13-track collection. That's over five and a half hours of Music to Code By for only 39 bucks. Check it out at musictocodeby.net.
1: .NET Rocks, episode 1410, with guest Gallia Warrior. Recorded Thursday, January 19th, 2017.
0: Welcome back to .NET Rocks. This is Carl Franklin. And this is Richard Campbell. And here in the Fishbowl again at uh, NDC London, where uh, all our February shows are, actually. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. The Geek Out has to be recorded separately, so it hasn't been done yet. That's right. Yeah, we're we're not doing that here.
1: No, we'll do that back home. Yeah. we got a few other shows here and there. You know, it's it's a weird machine, you know, the way these shows end up spreading out.
0: You know what's weird? Mm -hmm. That this is our job. We're in a fishbowl. Yeah, sitting in in this little people aquarium. In a little people aquarium at some conference in London. (laughs) And uh, this is what we do. We have a lot of fun. We talk. We talk a lot. We talk, you listen, somebody pays for that. There you go. All right. Let's uh, roll the music for Better Know Framework. All right. Okay, dude, what do you got? Uh, I just, you know, I, I love bots, and chat bots are fun, and, and we've talked about them a little bit. Um, not too much, but I wanted to see what else is out there. The bot framework is amazing, and I love it, but I wanted to see what else is out there. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, this thing called BotPress. Okay. The WordPress of bots. Do you know about this? No. no. This is so, weird. Yeah, the WordPress of bots, an open source ecosystem for developers to create, manage, and extend bots. All right, so
1: it has nothing to do with blogging.
0: No, no, they just call it the WordPress of bots because it's that easy, right, oh, to make a bot and deploy it. Yeah, so you, uh, it's open source. It's got a graphical interface and made by devs and for devs. And you can leverage modules that are already written and uh, click, 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 boom, bang, you've got a bot. Wow. So, again, in the full interest of disclosure, like most of the things I talk about in Better Know Framework, I haven't actually used it. But you know it is trending pretty high, uh, and that means that somebody's using it and liking it. And uh, can't argue with the price. Can't argue with the price. Free is very compelling. You might want to just check it out, and and of course, you know if you do check it out and you do something with it, you know let us know. Yeah, for sure, because we we like to know. Yep. That's it. Botpress.io is the URL. Awesome, man. Yeah. So who's talking to us, Richard Campbell?
1: Grabbed a comment off a show, 1396, the one we did with Christian Hallman just earlier this year, Mm -hmm. talking about progressive web apps, which seem to be uh, getting some traction, you know. PWAs. Yeah, leading leading edge technology and different implementations. And I just wanted to answer this question that was uh, asked by uh, Guilherme Fiera. Who said uh, this is an excellent show? But it got me thinking: Why isn't Microsoft leading the progressive web apps movement? Yeah, really. With this depl- new deployment model, the Windows Phone mobile ecosystem can overcome the application gap to other platforms. You know, if PWAs actually become a new standard, and uh, I'm of a series of conflicted thoughts on this. I mean, you do understand. Christian works for Microsoft. He's part of the Edge team, and the Edge team is implementing PWA yeah. uh, in collaboration with Google. So, in one way, I would say they are kind of leading. They it.
0: are kind of, yeah. You know,
1: it, but it is a collaborative effort. And uh, that being said, I don't know that anything can save the ecosystem. <laughs> <into> <laughs> so, that's a separate issue entirely. Yes. But, you know, the... Uh, the the app store model seems to be failing under its own weight these days. I'm not terribly impressed with any of it.
0: I, you know, I, I see it as necessary, but I don't necessarily see it as a marketing tool, which a lot of people no. think
1: it is. But it's also a cesspool. I mean, it's just piles and piles of poor quality apps.
0: The search. You don't generally go to an app store and say, like a, like you would go to a video store right. and say, hey, what, what, what looks good? Yep. I think I'll take that one. You really have to have a link into it, you know, yeah. from... And, and that comes from external marketing. Don't expect your app store to be your marketing arm.
1: But if you're going to do that, and that's what I like about PWA. It's like, why bother with the store at all? Just put it on your own site.
0: Yeah, that's, you know? it's
1: a wonderful idea. And, they, and the fact that that site could then be the app is kind of interesting, which yep. speaks to me about PWA. Sure, sure does. So, Gail Aram, I hope that uh, answers your question, and thank you so much for commenting on the show. We're happy to send you a .NET Rocks mug, and if you'd like a .NET Rocks mug, write a comment on the website at .NET Rocks.com or via any of our social media, because we publish every show to Facebook and Google+. And if you comment there and we read it on the show, we'll send you
0: a mug. And follow us on Twitter. He's at Rich Campbell, and I'm at Carl Franklin. Send us a tweet. Every time you do, a kitten is saved from certain death. That's awesome. Yeah, you like that? (laughs) All right, let's bring on our esteemed guest today. Uh, Galia Warrior is currently working at Microsoft as a cloud solution architect, where in her day job, she's helping enterprise customers to adopt Microsoft Azure platform and help companies to enjoy the benefits of the public cloud offerings. She has an MSC in computer science and experience in software development, as well as business intelligence. She has recently finished a number of MOOCs, that's Massively Open Online Course, uh, courses under the name of Microsoft Professional Degree in Data Science, and she is looking to expand her knowledge in this area in the future. Welcome, Galia. Hi, hello. Yeah, Welcome to the fishbowl.
2: Thank you very much. <laughs> awesome to have
0: you here. I'm, yes. You're taking on the
1: chatbots.
2: Yes. I'm oh going to be talking on chatbots. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's it's talk about an overhyped topic area right now. It is. Yeah, it's it's all it's and the problem is, is when it gets to this level, it's like it doesn't matter how good you are, it's never going to be good enough.
0: Yeah, well, wow.
1: but uh, you know, reality will kick in. Obviously, people are working on this stuff. You look at what's happening over bot press and so forth. People, yeah,
0: they're very excited about it.
2: There's a lot of press going on right now. Yeah, lots of blogs and magazines, chatbots, magazines, right. yeah. and all of that, yeah.
0: I just saw a lightning talk uh, with uh, Christian Brimble, and it was a 15-minute talk on how to go from opening Visual Studio to interacting with a live chatbot in 10 minutes. Wow. And yeah. It was awesome. And he was doable. using Lewis.
2: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Very doable.
0: And he was showing how you can annotate your methods. Uh, it's just basically making a web API. Yeah. With a, with a, some attributes.
2: You can even create a bot in five minutes without even opening Visual Studio. It would be a fully functional FAQ bot or Q&A mm-hmm. bot, wow. which is incredible. Wow. <laughs> well, there's a, basically it's a knowledge base bot, which right. is integrated with Lewis, Lewis models, you know, at okay. the background. So there's um, a website, if I'm not mistaken, it's QNAMaker.ai or okay. something similar.
1: QNAMaker.ai. Maker.
2: Yeah.
1: AI. Yeah. yeah. There it is.
2: I believe so. And um, that's one of our Microsoft's cognitive services I powered love what you guys bots. are
1: doing. And we did mention, another. you did mention another one, which is Lewis, which yeah, is the... the, the cognitive
2: the Services as a right. Language Lewis understanding, understanding Intelligence system. Service. Yeah. Lewis. yeah.
1: I don't know that I love that name, but we'll just refer to it as Lewis. Yeah. Everybody says Lewis. It's just way too long. (laughs) But these are all these services in the cloud. Yeah. 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 So for understanding language.
2: Yeah. So with Q and a bot, what you could do is just either point it to your FAQ on the website or, you know, your system or just bring in your CSV file with the questions and answers. Really? You know, it will be downloaded, uploaded. And you test oh, it so right good. there and publish it in five minutes. You don't even need to open Visual Studio. This is like the easiest way into bots it's crazy. for many companies. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. And I'm Copy surprised people spot. do not talk yeah. about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is so simple.
0: And because what I like about Lewis is the slight variations yeah, in how you ask the questions. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Lewis, so, so it goes. Yeah. So even if in your question you may say, I don't know, what is X, and then mm-hmm. people may actually go about, you know. X, what is X? And, you know, some yeah. other variation of they may think of. Yeah. For example, yeah.
0: if, if it's what is NDC is right. the question, yeah. but they type, what is the NDC? Right. You know, that's a slight, uh, obviously in the world of yeah. computer language. That the, that's not the same sentence, right? But but Lewis is smart enough to figure that Tell out. Tell
1: me about this NDC. What is this NDC yeah. thing? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Like there's yeah. all these things that Variations. in our language it comes down to yeah.
0: the same answer.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Right? yeah. And so
0: Lewis so- soaks all that up for you. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you so, know, we've just been talking for five minutes, and already I want to get That's like code. the best yeah. thing.
2: I think every company should just do it straight so oh, anyway, no, on it's, the it's, in the websites. You know, searching for anything FAQs like seriously. Yeah. <laughs> control f you know i can just type what it's i'm saying it's just searching
1: so intru- you know i it, it's one of those great moments so it's only been a few times i've been in sessions where literally the room Stop paying attention to the session because they were so engaged with what they just said. They were like down on their machines or they were talking to each <laughs> other. And it's like, that's what it gets like, yeah, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. so intense. like,
0: I want to, I could, I got to do this. Yes. Do this absolutely. Right now. And this Q and A maker can make a bot that'll integrate with Slack and Skype and everything else. Yeah. Right?
2: So because underneath it's, um, you know, it's based on a bot framework. Bot framework. So right. all the channels available, you know, you can trick, you know, you can go into the, system itself when it's published, and then decide which channels uh, you want to expose it through.
1: Right. So, And what are the usual channels that, that so, you want to bought the stand-up in?
2: So, the usual channels, so one of them most popular could be web chat, because you can right. actually integrate it into your website as a chat window. You know, that's what people used to. Yeah. Then you can integrate it into Skype. That, you know, works very well. Then you can use Um, I guess Slack would be the next one probably most popular. You can integrate it with Microsoft Teams and Telegram which is interesting because I'm originally from Russia and I could see that in Russia right now Telegram is one of the popular, one of the very popular sort of messaging platforms Hmm. something I never heard before here you know, when when I just started looking at both frameworks, I was like, what's this Telegram thing? But it is very popular yeah. In some places. It, it, different parts of the so, world. Yeah. You know,
1: it's funny it's funny where those things resonate, where yeah, they don't.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um a Telegram is in, it's another WhatsApp or you know, Yeah, kick one or, of those.
2: Yeah, Kik uh, as that, well. Kik is I think very popular in the US, which is again I've never heard before. I I, I used channels. it briefly.
1: you know, uh, and I still use WhatsApp a little.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's Facebook Messenger because you know, mm-hmm. everybody's got a Facebook account. I mean, once they made ah, that work well,
2: for me personally, it's WhatsApp more than Facebook. Yeah, it may be Facebook sometimes, but second, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, depends it depends on, on the it
1: depends on where your friends are. Yes, in a lot of that's respects, right? what That's goes what to. that's yeah. what actually works. Yeah, but the fact that you can insert bots into all these things. Yes, I don't know if you can do it in the Facebook Messenger yet, but I gotta imagine Facebook's working on that. Uh,
2: Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in the Facebook Messenger, you can do that.
1: So you, you, you like set up a Facebook Messenger account for your bot and
2: yeah, so the way the bot framework works is there's a you know the coding part the development part Mm -hmm. of it which is you know separate visual studio how you deploy it but then when you publish it when you decide which channels you want to expose to then you just connect it if it's slack then you need to go in a configuration page it will connect to slack it will sort of you provide the details around your application your name of the bot which will be visible there what's the you know password you know the admin stuff Mm -hmm. and similarly with each of the channels it will be sort of Dif- different because it depends on the, how channels expose that, that configuration options for Sure. That. But it's a few clicks, basically. It's just a simple form to fill in and then off you go. Off it's you go.
1: A, you know, I'm, I'm day. wondering if we shouldn't be using a chat bot for humanitarian toolbox for already. Yeah. You know, we're, do we, we, yeah. uh, keynoted on the subject. We've been doing a codathon and stuff. We're coming into, uh, to finishing and, uh, and there's a whole conversation about what kind of mobile client we really want. Yeah. And that led to this conversation about, well, the typical person using a mobile client is not a tech person. It's a construction worker, you know, mm-hmm. or it's a volunteer firefighter. And while they all have phones, they don't always have smartphones. They yeah. have flip phones. They have Blackberries, they have very robust devices too. And how could you get the longest tail so that Mm. it works for everybody? I mean at the minimum it would just be text messaging. Yeah. You could make chatbots work over a text message pretty easily. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's available as well.
1: Yeah. And it's it's almost like a UI-less approach to communicating. Yeah. But to be able to say you know, if you think about the use case that we're talking about mm. already where it's like, okay, this is a person out in the field, they want to know what's the next address they should go to. So they just Absolutely. go, okay, I'm I'm me, right, you've got five places you're supposed to come today, yep. okay, what's what's nearest to me? And they can take the GPS data and go, mm. okay, here's the next nearest one for you.
2: Yeah, no, it's one of the areas where I think bots will probably, and they're already showing up and they will be more successful this year yep. because this is productivity, generally either it's personal or workplace mm-hmm. because... It, it complements very well what, you know, if, like you said, you know, there's a CRM system, if we talk about this, or sales, or any of the, some of the data sources which will allow the workers to log in and do something about what they need to do on a daily, you know, on a daily basis. Right. Then there's no reason why you can't put this interface on the top of it. Sure. Because what's yeah. essentially, I mean, how much hype it is there? At the moment, they are just interface on the top of, yeah. Yeah. of, of your of data of whatever the services. Their user interface, really. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Conversation interface. Yeah. Yeah. that's all what they are.
1: To over, over top of a common yeah. set of services.
2: It's a question of how s- if they we, if we can make them smarter. And this is where a lot of work and hype is now. I think with the right. whole artificial intelligence, ML, machine learning, and so on. But at the starting point, for many companies, it might be just exposing what the systems they already have sure. in a better way. Well, the way.
1: Q&A maker is an awesome example of this. You already have a fact. Yes. Yeah. Right? The
2: knowledge base is there.
1: The, the knowledge base is sitting there. Maybe people are going to it. Maybe they aren't. Right? Yeah. And, and the fact that you're just going to put this wrapper over top of it. Yeah. So that they can now have a different way to get yeah.
2: at it. Yeah. Yeah. HR system might be another example. You know, we have lots of information. People don't query often, but... Sometimes they search for a specific thing, and if you need to read so much text before you get to what you're looking for, yeah. it's has,
0: hard. Has the world gone bot crazy, or is it me? I mean, everybody <laughs> wants to have a bot, and everybody likes to interact with bots, especially chat bots, right? The yeah. ones that have this personality. But I find it kind of annoying, like it, the ones that they make chatty, you know, and try yeah. to make them human-like. So, for example, I subscribe to, and I say subscribe to because I get automatic messages from Concho. Right.
2: Yeah, and yeah. Poncho
0: yeah. is a weather bot that mm-hmm. tells me the forecast every day via oh, wow. Facebook chat. So every day I get something like this. This is what it said today. It's partly cloudy skies with a high of 45 Fahrenheit and a low of 35 Fahrenheit today. And then in a separate message, yes, going to be late to work, but no, it's not my fault. TV had an NCIS marathon last night. Blame TV. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it's trying try it to be it's too it's smart, right? <laughs> you know, it's trying to, try to be my friend. I know. Or oh, thing, you know? you know yeah. we know
1: you're a bot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, I guess it comes down to the sort of design consideration people do when they do develop. Because if I understand it's a bot, and all I want from that bot, okay, do I need to take my umbrella today or not? That's all mm-hmm. I'm interested to be honest. And in London, you have to carry it anyway, most of the time. Right. But. I, I would just, do with that. I just know?
0: wonder what, you know, what the marketing geniuses thought about, you know, hey, let's make it chatty <laughs> and that will endear the bot to the user yeah. and will be more apt to accept the data or I don't know. I don't know. Silly. It's a tricky one. Well, yeah. this, this is a question of monetization too, right? Like, yes,
1: are we going to yeah. pay for this? I don't know. I
2: think the industry still has no clue what to do with that. Yeah. It I, seems to be a lot of discussion is how do you actually monetize the well, data? I mean, I know? like it
1: from the perspective, like, if people will actually use the FAQ,
2: mm-hmm. that
1: saves me tech support costs yeah. Yeah. and, and yeah. customers are satisfied. The fact that they don't want to search through a FAQ and would yeah. rather search by uh, giving the semblance of chatting, yeah uh, as long as they use it, mm-hmm. I'm happy. So for the cost of coding to make that thing up and running, obviously not a lot of effort with the Q&A maker mm. – um, that, that you know what is that? If I eliminate one tech support call a month, mm. that's gonna pay for itself, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like that, there you go, you're, you're good to go. It's just a pretty low access point of uh, point of entry. But I don't know that everyone would ever pay for a bot for any reason, really. It's more of a savings thing that it's actually a profit center.
2: At kind. the moment, it is, I think. Yeah. But I think with the advances of you know of that AI of that those bots being smart and being a bit more personal and not as annoying, right? Its probably might be sort of a way of how people could use those services you know there's some um the name i think it's called xai there's a personal personal assistant right, yeah. it's it's in beta right now so it's something which you know you can just take so your virtual assistant can take some of the you know workload cognitive workload from you on Arranging meetings, etc. Yeah. So maybe really you would to want point. to, yeah. Maybe you would want to pay for that service if it makes sense to you.
1: Well, yeah, it's yeah. right. It's supposed the, to be a personal assistant. Yeah. You pay for assistance. Yeah. So, so that's
2: sort of at the moment, I think one of the examples. But I, from what I see on Twitter and you know, conversation around bots, it's still people are trying to figure it out.
1: Uh, it's you know, well, we can talk about the great Microsoft Tay incident. <laughs>
2: Well, well that yeah, didn't take now, yeah. Did it? <laughs> We're learning, we're learning yeah. from everything. La, there was la,
1: a quick la, bit of learning. La,
0: I can't hear you, la la mm-hmm. la. That's <laughs> pretty funny,
1: and you know, that's. Uh, I thought it was very compelling to to have that that kind of experience and just uh, see what what did we learn. We learned something. Yeah, we're and.
2: Gonna, at the same time, we have uh, other bots which are, in, I think, in China and popular in Asia. One right. of the Microsoft bots, unfortunately, I can't remember the name, mm-hmm. and it's it's very popular. Yeah. people use it a lot. Yeah, like millions of people use it. So yes, it's, it's a different market, and I think in Asia they're a bit more used to having using the converse, you know conversation or chat bots, likes conversation with uh, you know.
1: Sure. Yeah, it's just a different just a different approach to yeah. the UI. Yeah. I, it's going to be interesting to see what cultures take to that yeah. and, uh, uh, quickly, and it's kind of a cool idea. I mean, we've talked about the easy way to make bots, yeah. but this has got to get more interesting when you start plugging deeper into something. I do appreciate this thought that you should probably have a working web page or some kind mm-hmm. of existing client over a set of services yeah. before you start playing with a chatbot on top of it.
2: Yeah. Well, again, depends on your use cases, what you want sure. to do. It, there, there would be some data source. It's some. It should be coming from some... So right. You should expose something for that in, in the bots. So it might be your, you know, knowledge base with one example. It might be your HR system and how you want to access those or, you know, your booking system, your, I don't know, one of the examples is booking some... Uh, Booking rooms in some Microsoft offices is a nightmare. Right. Uh, and, yeah. you know, having a bot for that would be, <laughs> If it actually awesome. makes it better, it, you know. Yeah.
1: If it's like, I need a meeting room, and all the bot ever says is, yeah, you, good yeah. luck.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there are no meeting rooms. Okay, well, I guess I've saved time, but I still don't have a yeah, meeting room.
2: that's true. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. Yeah, that's very hard. The language part of this, you know, like I'm looking at the Q&A maker mm-hmm. and saying, okay, well, in my fact it says hours are 10 to 5. Yeah. What does the trickery around when I ask in the chat bot, hey, what are the hours? And it says, the hours are. Like, it adds all the different additional yeah. language to that.
2: So um, so the way well, in Q&A sends, the, the way it works, so it, it goes, the, the, the user sends the request, and then it gets passed through Lewis. Right. And then you get that. Uh, so Lewis understands the intents and additional uh, entities around that. So mm-hmm. if you're asking about hours and maybe something around particular number, you know, the ten, five, and then it can make up what uh because the Lewis model is already trained on your data. So it can decide so this particular intent, which is might be a opening hours, Mm -hmm. is most relevant, but it will come back again internally because that's all obviously abstracted for the user, but internally it will come back with the confidence of I think this is the intent. A, opening hours with a confidence of 80%. Right. It might be something else with another confidence, and so on. And then it will provide the And the can you set a threshold
1: user. for what confidence it has to be before it actually provides an answer?
2: So, in um, not in the Q&A uh, makers, as, ma- as far as I know, but if you build your own bot through Visual Studio, and that's right. what Carl was mentioning at the very beginning, then it's up to you how you deal with that logic. Sure. Because all you have, you have a seamless integration with Lewis model inside mm-hmm. the bot framework, so you can... When you get the response from Lewis, you decide right. whether if the confidence is, you know, 40, 50%, then you maybe say it. it might be this, but right. I'm not sure. I'm still learning. Can you give me some feedback? Mm-hmm. And then you might have that loop actually. Does that, is that a
1: fairly easy thing to do to, to change your phrasing based on a confidence level? Yeah. 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 So you have that confidence level.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah. And at the end of the day, so bot framework or bot. When you deploy it through Visual Studio, it's a web API right. application. Right. Really.
1: There's nothing more magical than that. That's
2: that as magical you're as it is. Sorry.
1: And then Fairy dust comes out of the sky. Yeah. But
2: yeah. if you plug it in with Lewis or any other cognitive services, mm-hmm. which is maybe vision API, it right. could be some text analytics. It could be, you know, OCR image recognition because your bot not necessarily talks in text. It can be. Can get some images in and then it can, I don't know, reply to you what is the, you know, what's the text on that photo, on that motivational quote I got from Facebook. Right, and it can right. get back to you and yeah. translate as well if you want to. Right. So the magic happens it's there, awesome. but it's actually, yeah, just those building blocks you have to add yeah. in there.
1: The hardest thing in computing, right, is what's in this picture. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to make that work all that easily. Although there was that video just not that long ago of the carter service guys identifying dogs. Where we're s- literally taking a picture yeah. and saying, not only that that is a dog, but what breed of dog? Yeah, is. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. scary. That was pretty spooky. Yeah, right?
2: and I think that goes into more of deep learning and yeah, the, the algorithm behind the scenes there.
0: The whole other. Uh, so it's, it's, set it's incredible of area. Yeah. So the fact would be a, a good application if there aren't any variables involved. right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Obviously, this is a very yeah. simple that's what it is it's just an interface again yeah yeah, yeah yeah i see
0: and like i said though this this guy did a bot framework demo in 10 minutes mm-hmm. and uh, yeah he was using you know macros and stuff to fill it in but didn't look like a whole lot of code and right. it was just, you know if you know how to build a web api you know how to build a bot yeah. you're basically good to go yeah. on it
2: and yeah. pretty cool thing is you can also combine bots for instance... So in you get
1: bots talking to bots? Is that where we're going on this? No,
2: no, yeah. no, 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 no. Not that, That's, but more in different development seems, point of view. It <laughs> <laughs> seems
1: more like artificial dumbness and artificial
2: no. intelligence uh, once you have bots have talking to bots. Have you seen that video of Amazon <laughs> <Yes>. and Google <laughs> <laughs> Assistant talking to each other in a loop? I
0: knew somebody had no. to do it. I was going to do that myself. <laughs> it was inevitable. It was but. incredible.
2: No, no, what I mean is, for instance, you had, say you have your FAQ bot, which is you know pretty dumb, it's very static, but yeah. then you have your bot which... Brings in some, you know, understands the user text and can respond and, you know, access some other data sources, whether it's HR, whether mm-hmm. it's, yeah. I don't know, something else. But then if user asks something actually which relates to FAQ, what may happen behind the scene that in your code you see, well, I don't understand what users say, but let's go and check. Maybe it relates to that knowledge base right. and actually go into that part of code. Right. Fire the call request, over call over that bot, bot yeah. Yeah. get the data, and then come back.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's what I'm demoing. Okay. That's
0: your
2: demo. <laughs> awesome.
0: I love it. Hey, Richard. Yeah, buddy. Guess what time it is now? Uh, I must be that happy time again. You got it. It's time to test my new joke bot. I pointed Q and A maker to my joke database. Let's see how it does. All right. Uh, what's the funniest joke Carl ever told? And the answer is, uh, Error. Carl has never told a joke? What?
1: <laughs> what? That's a smart pod.
0: Came back with a null pointer. <laughs> oh, well. It's actually time to give away a Run As Radio coffee mug to one lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club. Run As Radio, of course, is a weekly podcast for IT professionals working with Microsoft products. Each 30-minute episode covers a specific topic in the field of IT, from a Microsoft-centric viewpoint, and our own Richard Campbell is the host of said podcast. Run as Radio, yeah, indeed, yeah. So, what's happening in Run as Radio
1: land these days? Well, this is actually a Tuesday show, so tomorrow's show will be going up, and uh, we're going to be talking to Corey Sanders about container services. So, you know, we're having container conversations all the time on the on the .NET Rock side, but it's also impacting IT people fairly significantly, and and so. It, Good to, to have conversations that way too, and uh, we interviewed Corey. Yeah, uh, some time ago. That was the booyah. That guy. was booyah. <laughs>
0: I was in Stockholm.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when you feed your guest two or three glasses of wine before you start recording. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time.
0: What's the what's the general temperature of the IT pro when it comes to uh, containers? What's what do you th- if you wanted to take a temperature? Take you know, see what they think.
1: the uh, The interest area for an IT person is the ability to automate rapid deployments, okay? Uh, And we've been trying to do that with VMs for quite a while, and it's hard. VMs were not designed for scripted automation, and you need a lot of tooling and fussing to try and stand them up. Uh, Containers are better at that. So where you find an organization that's been pressing against that particular issue, there's a lot of interest. Um, If they're not there... They're not interested at all. Yeah. It's sort of, right. it's, it's sort of the, this very bipolar kind of thing of like you're either there and going, oh, this is a solution to a problem I'm fighting with. Yeah. Or it's this is not on my radar yet.
0: Or what is this container thing you speak of? Yeah.
1: And why would I do that? Right. And uh you know, back to the whole pets versus cattle kind of mindset around your gear. And and if you're very pet centric right now, this is not particularly useful yet. You know, you're going to have to get there. So Corey's well, just a great interview. It
0: sounds like an interesting conversation. You're going to have to go there tomorrow. That's runasradio.com. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Who's our winner? Today's winner is Terry A. Meyer. Congratulations, Terry.
1: <laughs> All flat for you, sir.
0: Yes. Yeah, and Terry just won a coveted Run As Radio coffee mug. And uh, just for being a member of the .NET Rocks fan club. And if you don't know what that is, Go to dotnetrocks.com, click on the big Get Free Stuff button, answer a few questions, and join the .net Rocks fan club. We have thousands of members all over the world. In every show, we like to give away stuff from our sponsors. And every December, we give away a $5,000 technology shopping spree to one lucky member of the .net Rocks fan club. But you know what? You have to sign up to win. And we also like to ask our guests, uh, Galia, if you had... to spend on technology right now, what do you think you would buy?
2: So, I'm personally not a very gadget obsessed but what I would definitely spend it on is some of the online courses which you quite often need to pay for which are the the good quality ones. That's a lot of courses
1: though. (laughs) No,
2: Yeah, I agree but there's a Couple of um, good ones, which are around the artificial intelligence yeah. and uh, self-driving cars, and yeah, so wow. on. So that's upgrade that your would, knowledge. Yeah, absolutely, because I think that's the future. That's yeah, great. That's,
0: that's, that's, yeah. yeah, totally fantastic. So, uh, besides Lewis, are there any other tools in the bot framework that are going to help me uh, make a bot?
2: So, so both framework and Lewis are separate things. Right. Mm-hmm. So Lewis is a cognitive services toolkit, which is around, I think, 23 or something APIs oh. around, which expose different Language, API, services. Re, language services, one of them. It's like a, re, you know, APIs which expose real world where oh, the they, cognitive services. cognitive services. Yeah, they services. do everything. So, yeah, they do everything. Yeah. so, and they, you, it's very easy because it's a REST API. So you can connect to bot sure. easily, but yeah. they don't have to be used just with bots. And on the bots itself, the, the structure is actually, it's the, um, the, the body of the bot, which is your web API application. And then, Uh, it has um, a connector SDK, which allows you to send messages, you know, understand the, what is the, you know, the, uh, identify the user, understand Mm. the um, state of the user. If user is logged in, then you can, you know, track that state as well. Right. And, uh, which channel user is coming from, because it might be important to you. Because if you say talking from Skype with this bot and talking from Slack later on, maybe if it makes sense for you, you might want to Make sure continue this conversation, mm. like your poncho bot sending you where, then maybe actually continue on that <laughs> conversation, <laughs> carry on. And yeah.
0: um, have the bot say, Hey, weren't you just in Skype? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you go over to Slack.
2: Yeah. What and are you doing? Then, yeah. And then the, the third part is obviously that those channels where you can connect to different areas of, um, yeah. you know, messaging applications. It's very cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, the different channels of where you, where you want to communicate to it. I mean, it's, I think this usually shows up on a website. This is like the the your tier 0 or tier 1 tech support for somebody on yeah. a website like the, the that chat window is pretty common now.
2: It is. It is very common, yeah. And
1: you know, the idea that it just wouldn't be a person for quite a while. Like yeah. You sort of have to work your way up to whether or not a person's going to be involved.
2: Yeah, I guess sort of if it's a customer service scenario, maybe you sort of we we, we know that it's not going to be person involved until God knows right. when. But again, if that chatbot helps you, yeah. that, that's mm-hmm. fine. I mean, we, we accept the fact that that's not necessarily human. I have another story. So one of our um, Microsoft partners, so they just played with bots and they decided to put a bot on their website right. just for the, you know, for the try, for the fun and see how people will react. And they and they had a little picture of the, one of the founders. And he told me that it was hilarious. People at three o'clock at night, they still thought it. It's, it was him. It was him. So they yeah. don't know why is still alive. Because <laughs> I guess the responses were, you know, quite relevant very and very human-like.
1: <laughs> wow. Are you, do you just work yeah, all the time? Yeah.
2: <laughs> because you can also put the analytics behind the scenes on how people, what sort of messages people send, sure. how, you know, how they interact with your bots. So it's, it, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. The, yeah the, I guess the question is when you don't know what to do, what they've said, like, how do you react to that in a coherent way? Mm. Can you get into sort of sentiment analysis? Is somebody angry or Yeah, exactly. exactly. One of the cognitive services, yeah, yeah,
2: text analytics. And that might be another scenario where, you know, if it's customer service, when somebody is unhappy and you really want to put them the first in the queue to the human person right. responding to that, right?
0: right? What's the swear word
2: percentage? <laughs> <laughs> Which will get me right yeah. off of the get top. Get me
1: straight to the person right away. Oh, 90% curses. I've
2: got to do something
0: about this.
1: So the, uh, I think it's interesting that you may not be able to to parse everything they're saying to to give them a useful response. Yeah. But you've got a sentiment analysis of you know frustration or anger. Yes. So maybe your response is like, you seem angry. Yeah. Yeah
0: i went mean, i
1: don't know <laughs> You're
0: <laughs> you seem angry
1: it'd
0: be more like hold on i'm gonna get a human to tell yeah. you <laughs> maybe i should get you some more
2: help oh, that's, yeah.
0: you know that just to, be, to option, be able to stage yeah. that
1: what was that what was, oh, i'm just thinking back to lines we've used on each other like why so angry why so yeah. angry <laughs> <laughs> um
0: i've had the experience where uh, it, you know i've been filling out a contact form on my yeah. page. And then there's a bot thing and that says, hey, would you like to chat with a real live person? And, you know, hello, this is Roger. Can I help you? And I don't know. if the, I'm like, you know, if you're a bot, I'm not interested. And he says, no, I'm not a bot. What can I help you with? And I would say, you know, here's my question. And it seemed like a simple question. Right. And he'd be like, hang on. I'm looking up the answer for you. And then just Chewing not come test. back. <laughs> yeah. you know, five, ten minutes later, hey Roger, you still there? Hang on. Uh, it's just like, you know. Yeah. Okay, you're a bot. Yeah. Or you're a person flipping pages. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the best way to do to find out if it's a bot for real or not is to type something completely surreal right. into mm. it, you know? Just like, you know, it, let's say that my dog was plaid. <laughs> Should it be more green or more red? You know, and see what the, you know, hmm, that's an interesting question. Let, let me, me look find, that up. Yeah, <laughs> let me look that no. up. All right. Okay, <laughs> you're bot. <up laughs>
2: that's a good one. Yeah. Busted. But, yeah, yeah.
1: Bot filtering. <laughs> Give it a little zen. I like it a lot.
2: But I think that's one of the things where there's a lot of hype last year around, you know, bots will replace all the people. And nope. that's what's going to, mm. but that's not going to happen. No, I think people need to understand that bots are good at doing simple things for them and yeah. you know it doesn't have to have a human like responses you know we don't really want to ch- chill out with those right, you yeah, know yeah. bots it's more of just give me what's my next location where do i need to right. go that's all i need to know that's it and, and, and i understand it. it's a system
0: and again there are a lot of bots that they try to do this just be- to fake people out to into thinking that they're real people. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The I, don't know the, I don't know that intentionally deceiving people is wise. You know, well, if that's st- what a bot is for. I mean, so there are some chat bots that just all they tr- strive to do is appear Yeah, you right. You know, and but, that's they're for entertainment purposes, chat for chat's sake. Yeah,
1: yeah. But then yeah. you don't really want to. I think you're still admitting, you know, you, Tay was a, a bot, right? Yeah, like yeah. You're they, yeah, yeah. admitting yeah. it was a bot. They're not trying to fool anybody. That it just seems unwise to
2: do mm, that. Mm.
1: So when you are doing this stuff from scratch, it's normal studio, C sharp. Yeah. Like what what's what are you spending your labor on? What's the cody bit? So
2: this? yeah, so it's either C sharp or Node G Node.js. Right. So you could use either, mm-hmm. whatever you're more comfortable with. Right. And the biggest part is obviously the, um, the logic behind how do you reply to the dialogues, to, to the user messages, mm-hmm. and the dialogues, whether if it's connected to LUIS, you know, the cognitive services, then how do you um, work through what should be the use case if this is the intent of the user? If right. user wants to know opening hours, what should I respond with, or right. where should I Go to to find that information in my system.
1: And the way you've described it so far, and correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, it just seems like a database kind of lookup that it's it's taking it that, that that request and analyzing it, and saying, I think the most likely answer is it, this. It
2: could be in the simplest case, right. yeah. It could be multiple data sources coming in. It could be that you actually store while you have the conversation with user as a bot, you might store that information mm-hmm. and then use it for later on when user comes back and authorizes in some cases, then you might actually recall what has been, you know, what was the previous conversation and if it's relevant, think of like user preferences, for instance, on a particular thing. Like Carl would say, I don't actually like the joke about TV.
1: Right. (laughs) You you mentioned that, that, don't
2: don't do that anymore. You know, I don't like that. And that's the feedback which might be stored by the bot. Right. So So you can jump back and,
1: and sort of, I think context is key here, Absolutely. right? Absolutely.
2: The state, you can keep the state and then the context as well. Yeah.
1: Well, when you think about a real conversation, we tend to, you know, build on the previous statements so yeah. the context is implied, everything else that has come before it. Yeah. And often these kinds of things don't have that effect. You mm-hmm. know, that each statement stands on its own. So yeah. I think it's got to be an art form to really get good at carrying context.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I just don't, I'm thinking about the average programmer, the you know, average right. listener here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: To how much do they need to know about linguistics to be successful? Mm. You know, beyond this basic FAQ kind of yeah. bot.
0: From what I've seen of Lewis, and I yeah. have actually played with it too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you define maybe th- two or three variations of a question, and it figures out the rest. Right.
2: Yes. You don't that's have correct.
0: to come up with every permutation of a question.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the training of that model. Yeah, you provide right. a few right. test examples. Yep. You say, this example means that. Mm -hmm. two three of them maybe five and then you train the model and then the model will try to and you do want to
1: provide more than one yeah example
2: yeah you need to provide more than one right Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: So it does, it does depend on you being literate enough to well, actually be able to say something yeah. more than
0: one way. Two or three, though. I mean, yeah, maybe four. a lot. Top.
2: The thing is, for the average listener, you don't really need to understand the computational linguistics, how to build those algorithms, because that's what cognitive services abstract you. Right. Yeah. So behind the scenes, it's all years of Microsoft research in linguistics, in speech recognition, in that's vision, etc., cetera, et cetera. all of those models there, right?
1: What's the cost?
2: So there are different tiers of the costs right. and um the one which is available to everyone to play with it's free cost. It's I think it's per number of calls in a specific period of time.
1: Right. You do set up an account and you so You do forward. set up an account, yeah.
2: you have a keys for that, yes. And um it's yeah, because it's a REST API on yep. the cognitive services, it's uh it's free. With the bot framework, when you deploy that service, and whether it's if it's on Azure, then you pay for the you know web app. Pay for Yeah. Azure time. yeah if you yeah. host it on your own website, you know it's just you know whatever your costs are there. Right. So okay. It's it's just that web application.
0: So this FAQ maker, the Q and A maker, this is something that's relatively new. They didn't have this at build, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. are there any I th- discovered it a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was there for a while, I guess. But I just.
0: Are there any other cool things that we can connect to a bot in Cognitive Services that we haven't talked about that people might not be thinking?
2: Um, let me think. There must I mean, be something I just can't think of. Anything?
0: Isn't there like a profanity filter or something?
2: There might be. Maybe. Yeah, Is I, would, I wouldn't question? be surprised. I don't know, not Is at all but I'm not. Yeah.
0: So no. <laughs> I don't know
1: that you don't want. You don't want a profanity filter inbound. Yeah. Right. The, the chatbot should take it on. Yeah. Right? And then maybe, or... And maybe not react to it. Right. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know where a profanity filter would fit in. Uh, if the only reason that the
0: chatbot would spit profanity back. Yeah. the a filter. What yeah. the data. It's just a recognizer, you know, right. just something yeah. that, that gives you a profanity but score.
2: Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It might be.
1: But isn't that part of sentiment analysis, actually? It could be quite possibly, yeah. yeah.
2: But also, it could be part of that Lewis model because you don't just deploy it once. You might actually come back and see how many errors were made, you know, when the model thought it's something and replied with something else. And then you might retrain it and use those text messages, yeah. Okay. I think the important thing for both development, and I think that's what maybe for your listeners to realize is a lot of people try it and they do a small bot and then it's deployed and not, people play with it maybe for a day or two and then right. they forget yeah, about it. A that's, a, that's a toy. It's a question of do they have any well, value, obviously, but also do they keep any state? Are they smart enough? Is they, what, what is the purpose? If it's a toy, it's a toy, but do
0: right, yeah. something
2: about it. You and got to think
0: of a good enough yeah. idea. The, you know, the cool thing about bots is that we can not only use you know the keyboard to interact with them, but you can connect them to speech as well. Yeah. So I mean, with speech recognition and speech synthesis, you can essentially have the conversation with your voice. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that that'd be really good for um, you know in vehicle uh, applications yeah. or you know in a in a situation where you can't actually use the computer, you can't stop what you're doing. You know, in a, in an operating room, for example, mm-hmm. would be
2: great. Um. Yeah, so actually the customers I'm working with so they're interested in this kind of scenarios and we're exploring how we could how we could do that. Because mm-hmm. the Cortana you know, the the voice recognition from the you know right. from the mobile device has been the SDK has been released just I mm-hmm. think around Christmas time or so. Mm. And so you essentially could connect through voice into your bots.
0: Yeah, I could see how that would work. Um, the Cortana SDK is something that's interesting to me, but I don't, I don't have any experience with it, so maybe we got to do a show on on uh, programming Cortana. Absolutely, yeah. and you
1: know, when we're recording this, CES was just like a week or so ago. It's yeah. coming out substantially later, but one of the big hits at CES was uh, Alexa everywhere. Yeah, you know, the, the Amazon folks have been pushing out that capability into it in like refrigerators and things so yeah they've got a lot of folks that are that are buying into it yeah i don't. i know i'm not wild about voice interfaces just because i think they're noisy yeah but uh it, it is a logical extension of what we're already doing here with chatbots sure yeah uh but speech just amps up at a level, a level yeah. of complexity yeah. right and when you think about i've seen lots of speech to text and the way they mess up words and then you're trying to feed that to something like lewis and and lewis probably doesn't like spelling mistakes all that much
0: i wrote a speech app for my car a couple of years ago and it it worked really well um essentially what i did is i had all of my mp3 files categorized and then Mm -hmm. i could just tell it to play whatever you know i want to hear this album or this track Mm -hmm. and i had a couple other things wired up to it um uh eliza Right. Remember the Rogerian psychotherapist oh, yes, that yes, answers yeah. a question with a question? My kids love that. <laughs> and I also wrote a 20 questions game, yep. which uses like a bee tree that you can yeah. continuously update. You, you think of something and it asks you questions yeah. right. and tries to guess. And uh, that was a lot of fun to play, too. And it's great while you're driving because, you know, you can play 20 questions with your car.
2: <laughs> that was pretty cool.
0: Is it great? I don't know if it's great. But it's something. <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. I was poking around in the Cognitive Services, you Yeah, know, I'll include the link for, in the show notes, because, I mean, Lewis is obviously one of them, but it it seems to me it looks like it sits on top of, like, the Linguistic Analysis yes. API and the, the Text Analytics API.
2: It, yeah, it might be, actually. The thing about the Cognitive Services, lots of those API exposed, they were developed in different parts of Microsoft, sure. as I know, Microsoft Research, so some of them actually overlap You're going to see some overlapping capabilities. Yeah, and it just... Historically, the reason for that, maybe in the years' time, we'll yeah. clean it up and separate them, you know, and make it, make a it more coherent. Thing does a Well, it, thing. and yeah.
1: I'm still hooked on this whole sentiment analysis. Thing. Yeah. Like, how, yeah. Well, how do I manage? Obscenities or cursing yeah. in in the chat bot. Not so much that I want to react to them, but I want to know that they're happening. Yeah, yep. Like I, it, it strikes me that Lewis would probably ignore them to get to the key phrases.
2: Yeah, but, but does Lewis
1: he... sur- surface sentiment at the same time?
2: Uh, no, it doesn't.
1: Okay, so this is where the it's text a... analytics, which does sentiment, might be yeah, useful. Yes, so
2: that would be yes. Because that's where you have more information or specific parts of the key phrases and the, sure. the, the values associated with them.
1: But you uh, would use them together, right? I mean, Lewis… You'd-
2: you could use them to get in in the incense in your application. You could use them because right. again, it's REST API calls.
1: Yeah, it's just REST API calls. You know, you
2: have your input text. You might pass it through text analytics. You must pass it through it, Lewis. Right. Because you you this, want to do it?
1: I think I should respond this way based on. And yeah. then you also have, but I also have the sentiment analysis and key phrases. Yeah, yeah. So you, so you can reason in more detail about. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's actually know. a
2: good yeah. idea. Do so you yeah? want
1: to match the aggression level of your, of the, <laughs> the user, right? <laughs>
2: Right. Show a little grasp <laughs> That's it I yeah. just insult
0: them back Yeah know? that's
1: right You curse at me I curse at you Polite right. to me I'm polite to you
2: oh. Have we
0: missed anything?
2: Is ah. there anything else You want to talk Have about? Have we missed anything? I think the important thing To realize is The bots are Still new Yeah There's so much hype People still don't know What to would do with them Apart from sure. just playing There's a lot of things going on in silicon valley obviously around you know startups building up those capabilities so yeah. i think this year there will be so much more progress on that and maybe a bit clearer understanding mm-hmm. of what should be done yeah and there's lots of issues around security you know if you talk on facebook to your bot... You know, if you pass some personal information, how secure is that? Not yeah. at all. Se- just uh, oh, as
1: secure as everything else you put pretty on Facebook. Much, yeah. yeah. And
2: um, <laughs> similarly, the, the discoverability of the bots. Yeah. You know, how do you find about this one cool bot if you don't subscribe on Twitter to that yeah. company? You know, yeah. it's you the same that? issue with the uh, mobile apps as it was before. Sure. So it's it's still an issue. and People are not really clear how to how to deal with that. or They do it in their own way, which is still disorganized. Yeah. There's no industry standards around it. So it's all pretty much very, very in its infancy. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think this year is going to be very interesting to see yeah, where no it question.
0: will go. This, this is there anything on the horizon you can tell us about? Nope. Nope. Not
2: without <laughs> having to kill me.
0: <laughs> good things, though, right? Yeah, yeah
2: totally. Yeah, a lot of good things.
1: <laughs> There's more coming. Is that what the implication here is?
2: Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Come on, that's
0: funny. Bump. One might assume. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Well, uh, uh, so what were you talking about here at NDC? The the things that we've been talking about or anything else? Yeah,
2: yeah. So I just want, because this conference is all about inspiring developers, so I want to make, you know, this is a topic of people come yeah. across a lot. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about history, about mm-hmm. what are the challenges, what are the opportunities. Yeah. And pretty much we'll touch on a few of those too That's
0: great. Well cool. Gallia Warrior, thanks for spending this time with us. It's been great. Very Thank cool. you so
2: much. Thank you.
0: All right. And we'll see you next time on .Net Rocks.